The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And it's uh, my pleasure to have guests that are... We didn't run them off after the first time, so uh, Listening Edge decided to uh, come back. And th- this is a very important show, and I want everybody that's either listening or tell your friends about it, and we'll have it archived uh, by later this afternoon, and you can go to our website. And it's all about voting. And uh, we've got Listening Edge in and Tom... Rogers. Rogers. And uh, is that with an S or just... Yeah, Tom Rogers. Rogers, no D, okay. Not like Aaron. Okay, well, we'll 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 buy that. And uh, you know, the before I really get into this, I uh, their company is called RedoVoting.com, and I always forget to tell people at the beginning of the show. Get your pen and paper ready, and uh, you need to write down RedoVoting.com and go to their website, take a look at what they're doing. And before I go on, though, I want to commend everybody that works at RedoVoting.com is a veteran, and uh, it's nice to be surrounded veterans talking to veterans, so... It's uh, I I'm you know that that's ecstatic except like this morning and uh, throughout the night and I was up as I'm sure many people were we had a heck of a storm here and uh, I I was up quite frankly praying for all of the vets that were out on the street in Atlanta Georgia which is absurd. 30,000 in Atlanta, Georgia veterans on the street in a storm like we had this morning and I just you know pray for them and ask that anybody listening now or listening to the archive later give to your local charity that will give and work with the veterans on the street most of those guys have already, and women for that matter, have already gone through hell. They've paid their price. Have you? And uh, we thoroughly want you to support them and get them off the streets. And there are many campaigns going on now working towards getting the veterans off the streets. And. Uh, you can find one easily enough, or if you can't find one, call our friend, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Philip Forsberg, or email him here at America's Web Radio. And uh, he's a uh, service officer for the Disabled American Veterans Organization here. And uh, we just can't let this continue on. It's crazy. We had uh, Rob Pitts on the other day. They're starting a program which is going to be fascinating to get the veterans off the streets. And uh, he was here, and uh, we had some other veterans with him. Uh, Rob is not a veteran, but he does appreciate the fact of, you know, we all raised our right hand and swore to 
pay the ultimate price if our government need us, needs us. And um, I've asked all the veterans, and Tom, I, I think this is the first time for you here, but if uh, knowing that you are a veteran, if the government called again, would you raise your hand? David, this is the greatest country on earth and in the history of mankind, so uh, without a doubt, absolutely. I've never had any of our interviews with veterans that they haven't said exactly the same thing. They might be pushing a walker, but they can still type or whatever. Should I ask them the hardball question? You, you Everyone gets that question, so yes, I, I think you need to. Okay. Have you ever been with a, a group of veterans, you know, four or five of your old buddies or four or five just veterans that... Can you name one veteran that can tell only one story? <laughs> that's impossible. No, no, no. That's that's uh, that's an impossible thing for them to do. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and if there's a little little liquid energy going, it, the stories just get bigger and more outrageous as it goes along. And it's funny. It's uh, the outdoomanship of. Uh, of a veteran, if if you tell one story, well, I got one better than that uh, about that, you know, and, and it's beautiful though. And we also, because of our public school system and our textbooks today, we ask our veteran friends, you are the history of today. And if you got kids or grandkids. Get them up on your lap and tell them what you did in the service and how important our flag is because they're not getting at schools, and we're asking our veterans to be the history books of today, and uh, very important. And the business that you gentlemen are in, voting, how important that is over the 240 years. And where would we be as a country if we didn't have fair voting? which we didn't have the last election. but Well, actually, you know, the crazy thing is the we've had challenges with voting since the 1840s. There have been um, – and when you think about technology and how we've advanced and how we have changed the way we do things, um, there is room for improvement, and there always has been. But with elections, um, you can – that people want to be able to do it the same way they did in the 18, 1900s when people couldn't read often. They had to go to the polls because the people that worked the polls could read for them. They didn't necessarily know if that was really their ballot. They couldn't sign their name. They put X's and things like that. Today, we're not in those same shapes and that same condition. Um, I sold my parents' house when they moved down here with me on a cell phone. I signed the contract. They moved the money. Everything happened on the cell phone because it was secure. Um, 20 years ago, I would have had to drive to the town my parents live in, sit in a lawyer's office, sign lots of pieces of paper in person, then have a notary public, you know, do the little crimping thing. And today, I was able to do that all in another technology. Um, and I think with voting, we've gotten a little um, paranoid, I want to say, because we, we're we afraid to move forward to new technology. And at the same time, we are concerned about security. And the people have had almost 200 years to figure out how to cheat the system. Mm-hmm. And so what 
our company is offering is the ability to help avoid some of those ways that people have found to get around the election system um, to do things for their own selves and to make sure that the intent of one person, one vote is really carried out uh, using our technology. So, by the way, I'm Liston Edge, and just to catch up on who I am, David, I spent uh, 28 years in the military and retired. I worked here in Atlanta for a uh, company um, for several years, and then I was approached by my friend John Rogers, who he and I had worked together in um, Fort Gillum down in South Atlanta for a while with uh, General Honoré during um, the uh, the Cajun um, crisis down there in New Orleans with the hurricane. Um, and we trained the National Guard and reserve soldiers as they went to Iraq and Afghanistan in 2006 and seven. Um, and then he and I worked together in Third Army, which was at Fort McPherson before they closed that. And he and I worked in current operations um, where we managed um, a command post there in Kuwait, a deployable command post we could move around all over the place, and then the command post here in Atlanta. They had three command posts that had to talk to one another. And so John and I became good friends, and I was a little disillusioned with corporate America. And John said, I know some guys that are doing something exciting that can change the world. And I said, well... I need that because I'm 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 not enjoying what I'm doing now as much as I should, and um, I met John and Mike and um, Brian and all these people that were all charged up about making a difference for our country, and that's what I was missing not being in the army anymore. So they approached me and said, "Would you join?" And uh, I said, "Absolutely," and I've had a great time since. Um, let me introduce Tom Rogers, let Tom tell you a little bit about himself, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, hey, thanks, David, and it's uh, great to be on the show. And uh, my friend Liston Edge here had a, had a long and prestigious military career. I am also a veteran, but I probably had more fun in that I had got to be a paratrooper in northern Italy. Let's see, what, what's the old saying, the two things that fall out of the sky? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, people also say, why would anyone want to fall out of a perfectly good airplane? David, I know you have a son in the Air Force, and I, my answer to that is there's no such thing as a perfectly good airplane. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I head up sales and marketing for RedoVoting.com, and uh, it is we are a company of veterans, and we are mission oriented, really more than anything. I think we all stare at the current state of elections in our country and go, you know what, we can do better. And as Liston was alluding to, we have a long history of innovating. The founding fathers. You know, gave us this fantastic document and this way of handling federal elections, but they really didn't set up any mechanisms. And you know, of course, Jefferson, you know, was a big uh, proponent of you know that the power uh, of the government derives from the power of the of the governed. And so they pushed voting to the states. And we had many, many experiments in how to do that. And I'm, I'm not advocating that there's a federal thing, but we've learned and innovated over the years. And we think it's just the next opportunity to do that by using technology, by being open about it, by not being big tech tied, but using technology to secure 
uh, our elections uh, from the time from all the way through the system, so that we can audit and so that we can know, and that I think most importantly, we can all trust it again. And I think that's a huge point, Tom, that you just made. We're not tied to Microsoft. We're not tied to Facebook and Meta or any of the big cloud providers. We're not we're not getting anything from any of those people. We just want to see if you vote, let's have a realistic number, let's do it in a realistic time, and let's figure out who won for real and without any outside influences by bad actors. And hopefully to minimize that and we can do that. I think, you know, as we've all learned over the years, uh in fact <laughs> I just got one of them a second ago, uh, the robocalls and all this. And it, it's amazing how uh, a couple of things, you know, you, the old saying, you can build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door. Well, they will as long as you market it and advertise it and somebody knows about it. But for every good guy out there, I have no number on it. But it's a out, it's a huge number of bad guys that are trying to figure out a way to break something, and whether it's on the telephone or whatever it might be. But I love what you all have done, and you'll get into it in a minute, I'm sure, regarding where you came up with the uh, software. And uh, I think this is, you know, you couldn't get a better reference, in my opinion. And uh, this is something that uh, you'll discuss. And yet, you know good and well, the people that don't want to talk about it, they're sitting back with the people trying to figure out how they can avoid redoing voting.com. Absolutely. And speaking of the technical side, um, on your phone line is Colin, who is yet another veteran. He's an Air Force veteran. Um, and if you could bring him on and let, on. let him introduce himself. So, Colin, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Colin Bennett. I am a 20-year Air Force veteran. Um, 14 of those is a Air Force combat engineer, and then I... Uh, the Air Force decided I wanted me into the uh, cybersecurity realm. So for the last six of my 20-year career, I've worked as a cybersecurity um, analyst practitioner for the uh, intelligence community uh, here in San Antonio. So I've <laughs> been doing that ever since uh, 2014. And um, I got involved with uh, Tom Liston and, and the Redo Voting Gang Um through a, another veteran that's on our team um, doing some volunteer work out in Houston, and it was just happenstance and been uh, wonderful ever since. Well, Colin, you'll, uh, as I told Tom and Liston, uh, my youngest son's a major in Intel, as a matter of fact, in the Air Force, and uh, he's flopping back and forth right now between Iraq and Kuwait. And, Two weeks one place and two weeks the other place, but he would appreciate the fact that you were in Intel. <laughs> it's it's a it's a very small community. Uh, I mean, veterans uh, less than one percent of the uh, of the of the pub of the of American population serves, and even less than that serve in some of our small worlds. Oh yeah, and this this is uh, as I was mentioning to uh, Liston and Tom, 
as the storms were coming through that we have any veteran on the street. That is absurd, and we should not have it. And as the storm was coming through last night, I was, you know, in meditation for them. And uh, so thank you for your service, as I thank Liston and Tom and Brian for their service, and we do appreciate it. Well, I thank you for yours, and, and I absolutely agree um, that any single veteran on the street uh, at any time, storm or sunny weather, is unacceptable. Um, and anything that we can do to, to mitigate that as much as possible is is support-worthy. Well, you, you mentioned a number uh, only 1% ever serve, and that, that, too, is just deplorable. But what I love about redoingvoting.com is that all of you are veterans and you know it's like we've learned by interviewing so many veterans that hrs love veterans because they know that they can be dependable they are dependable they know that they can take charge it doesn't matter what rank they were they just know that they can take orders and give orders and that they are dependable which is a unique quality today. But, you know, so I'm, I'm delighted to be, to have you all on the air today and working with you all and letting people know about this well-kept secret. There is a way to beat the Democrats. There is a way to beat the folks that would want to cheat us out of our vote, and that's redovoting.com. So back to uh, Liston and... So the way our system works is through secure hash technology, which is very different than what other companies do. Other companies put your vote in a cloud, and then they can manipulate that cloud. They can play with that cloud. And you don't know, once you take your little white card and you put it in the machine, if your vote really counts for who you said and you lose that sense of um, this is my this is my vote, um, which is one of the reasons I think that voting has gone down. More and more, less and less people are voting. You're seeing turnouts of less than five percent. So some people say that's accessibility. Others are saying it's because my vote doesn't matter. Well, we want to make people feel that their vote matters again because it does. And we want to simplify it. Um, the Lewis bill wanted to make access to voting really simple and easy. So what we've basically done is combined the ability of a scratch-off lottery ticket with your vote. And instead of when you scratch it off um, and you can get them, depending on what the state wants to do, we can be flexible. It can go to a store or it can go to a polling place. But either way, it's scratched off, it's scanned, and then it becomes your ballot. You put in your own code, just like you do when you do your banking on your phone or on your computer. You put in your code, you get your, uh, you get verified that one that's david moxley he lives here in this area and yes he's allowed to vote because he has no felonies he has no things that don't allow him to vote and oh by the way this is his ballot and it'll go everything from federal all the way down to local dog catcher if that's what you need and he'll have that ability to vote when it's the voting day and so 
when the polls open, you may be at work. And if the state will allow us, you can vote from your office. You could vote from your house. You could vote from anywhere. If they need you to drop it off at a polling spot, we can do almost like um, the rolling um, COVID tests. You drive in your car. The pollster scans off the last piece. It says, yes, it's a ballot. He rips off a little piece of paper, puts it in there so we know how many ballots went in. And now you don't have to sit in a big long line for hours and hours and hours out in the sun. Um, It can work with existing systems or by itself. But the important thing is that when that poll closes, voting is done. And you'll get an immediate, within minutes, total of how the voting went. And there's one person that will have the key, and that will be the Secretary of State's office. So the ability for big tech to get in and mess with things, that won't exist. The second thing is, because everything's done with hashes, the only person that knows how you voted is you. And you'll be able to go back and see how you voted for years. And you can see that your vote never changed. And... Colin, you could help me with this, but this is, this one-way hash technology is so much more secure than the way most other companies are approaching voting. So, the thanks for handing me the the, the fun one. The the hash algorithms are a mathematical computation of taking your output and then creating it into probably the single most obscure um, number of letters, numbers, and and completing it, completely obscuring it so that nobody can read it until it gets the key. And the key is on the other end, so when the secu- when the vote gets put up into the cloud, uh, only one thing and one key will ever be able to open that. Um, to be able to try to crack that uh, would take a nation state, all of their uh, assets and all of their efforts for years and years. And the good thing about this is we only need it for 24 hours. So this basically will eliminate the ability for bad actors to include other countries because we're not just dealing with um, the ability for that local political party to influence an election now we're also dealing with other state actors the russians the chinese the koreans other people that may want to change the outcome of the election as per the last few um, there have been so many accusations Okay, we're going to stop here and take our first break. I'm running a little late, which, uh, gosh, I could get fired for that. So we'll be back right after this with RedoVoting.com, and I find it fantastic and interesting and needed. We'll be right back. It's all about cars and car people on the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Listen to new shows every week on AmericasWebRadio.com at 9 a.m. Eastern. After that, episodes are available there and on podcast providers such as Spotify and Google Play. Each week, Classic Auto Mall President Stuart Howden serves as your podcast host and interviews personalities from every aspect of the automotive world. Collectors, photographers, classic car dealers, and everyone in between. You don't want to miss an episode of the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. 
If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the America's Broadcast Network. America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. And we're back on America's Web Radio with our guest today from RedoVoting.com. And uh, in studio, we've got Liston and Tom. And on telephone from somewhere out in space, I don't know where Colin is. San Antonio. Pardon? San Antonio. San Antonio. Oh, I love San Antonio. Being from Texas, uh, I used to have an office in San Antonio many years ago. And uh, it's where my son got married, as a matter of fact. So uh, do you ever walk the river? Colin. Biggest little city in, in, in Texas, and I love it. Oh, it's great. It's great. Uh, do, you, do you ever walk the river? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sure you just keep on going by the margaritas and don't stop. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but, the, 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 you know, <laughs> it makes the walks easier. I tell you, there's another drink that I find fantastic in San Antonio, and that's the Mexican uh, martini, and it is super. Anyway, let's get back to business and uh, redoing voting, and this has got to have some people quaking in their boots. Well, I, th- I think... Um, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to, to clarify a point. Um, this isn't just for the right. Uh, or the left. This is, you know, as veterans, we've been, you know, preserving democracy for for a long time, doing one way, shape, or form. Um, this, our redo voting, it, it's to preserve democracy for both sides, for all three, for however many sides, not just for the right or just for the left. It's preserving the the vote and the constitutional rights that we are guaranteeing ourselves and uh, I think that's just an important point to make I think that's absolutely right um, you know all Americans should agree that our American experiment as a democratic republic is dependent on free and fair elections and that every American should trust both the process and the results and that we think that both access to voting and election integrity are both doable and they're both critical uh, you know, trust in our elections is 
uh, eroding, although one could argue that it's there's been a lot of mistrust over the years, and, and there has, but um, we seem to be at a low point right now in that we need more integrity beyond sort of the honor system that we have now. We have this uh, system born of the time that we decided to go to private ballots. Um, a lot of people don't realize that uh, up until the 1880s or 1890s, voting was a very public thing. People knew how you voted. Um, there were poll workers that helped. There were situations where you had to come out and announce who you voted for in the public square. And this idea of a private ballot was something that the Australians came up with in the 1840s, 1850s. And we sort of adopted that. And so now we're in a little bit of the situation where we want to maintain our privacy. I'm, and, and I don't think anyone wants to go back to an to an open ballot situation where everyone knows how you voted. I think we all want to maintain our privacy around that. But on the other hand, that privacy is also creating some of the tension about what goes on behind the scenes. And so we, we've, we, we want the obscurity, but we also want the transparency and that comes with trusting the process and the system as well. So I think, um, you know, we think we can do both. And, and back to Colin's point, you know, we, we need more integrity beyond sort of the honor system that we have now you know i brought this up many or not many many times but we really have a situation that is uh people look at it like we're a democracy well we're not we're a republic and um in many many ways our forefathers really invented something that uh was totally out of the ordinary and uh, that was that uh, what they really created was a democratic republic dictatorship because back when we didn't have the telephones when we didn't have all the electronics you wanted voter integrity because I'm going to vote for you Tom and I'm going to send you to this faraway land called Washington D.C. and I expect you to represent my interests and when you come back and you say, well, we voted in, as congressmen and we're going to up your taxes, we're going to do this, we're going to... That's really a dictatorship of sorts. But you want to trust in that, well, this is what I voted for. This is why I voted for Tom or this is why I voted this way. And if I don't like what you said, then I don't vote for you next time. I vote for the next person. But you want to know that... I want to know that my vote counts. Well, and that that person you voted for represents your interests instead of the interests of big tech or big corporations or whatever the the latest thing is that they want to do in the olden days it was the railroads and expansion and other things so it's a fascinating challenge um and i think that technologically you know colin and i were talking about it yesterday the fact that um they want to put little tiny cameras where your your voting is so that they can watch people these poll workers and make sure that they don't do anything um 
out of the ordinary after the polls close. And Colin, what were you uh, saying uh, about those cameras? We lost Colin for a oh. minute. If he'll uh, call back in, we'd appreciate it, and we'll hook okay. him up. But the oh, I got two hands. Oh, that's okay. But the cameras have very low resolution, and Colin was telling me how easily they are hijacked online and um, also how little you can really make out from them. It's, it's a... Uh, a little boy putting his finger in the dike for a few minutes. Again, we need to stop with different um, piecemeal solutions and come up with something that people in the end will go, okay, my candidate lost, and I have to accept that, so I'm going to do other things before the next election. But my vote counted, but I didn't win. And so that's what we want to do. We want to fuel the conversation between people again, because now it seems that everybody wants to cancel you. Um, if you disagree, you're a bad person. And, and I find that really hard to believe, because growing up in a melting pot of the military, my father was in the Army. I had neighbors from all over the world who believed in all kinds of different things that I didn't necessarily believe in, but we could talk and we could have a conversation and say, you know, what do you think about this? Well, I think this. Well, I don't. I disagree. And then we could talk about it and I could see their point of view. And sometimes that shaped my opinion later on down the road. Um, and sometimes it didn't. And sometimes they would look at what I was saying and go, that makes sense. I understand where you're coming from. But as a nation, I think we've lost that ability to have a dialogue. And that's really what one of the big aims for this new voting is, is to recreate that dialogue. Because now the voting won't be the question. You can't say, I didn't lose. Someone cheated. The numbers are what the numbers will be. And at that point, you have to have a conversation. Yeah, I think... Uh, I'm sorry, Dave. No, go ahead. No, I think that's exactly right. I think we want the election to end at 7.01 p.m. or whenever the polls close in that state. Uh, the time prior to that is when, th over the, the battlefield of ideas, so to speak, is when we want the election to take place, not after the fact. And now we're in this situation where... No one really even knows or claims until after, well after the election about who really won because you're almost expecting a recount. You're almost expecting a series of lawsuits. And it, it's not it's not just on the right. I mean, we can think back to 2000 when uh, the Democrats were calling into question our election integrity over Bush versus Gore. And, you know, we had those images of people looking through you know, magnifying glasses at, at, you know, divots or non-divots in ballots. So this has been going on a while where we've almost come to expect the election to, you know, keep on going for weeks and weeks and weeks after the election. And we'd love to put an end to that. I mean, we'd love to have a system, open code, open source, where everyone can look at it and say, you know what, this is exactly what happened. People can look back and see that their individual ballot is still there. It was counted. It was counted as submitted. And so people understand that, okay, this is a legit election, and these are the results. Okay, Colin is back with us again. Well, one thing I wanted to add, and a friend and I were talking last night about this, you know, and, and this is a perfect example of why we need your all system so bad, and we don't want to worry about any kind of cheating, but I've never seen the country in the shape that we're in, and everybody's labeled as being in a group. 
you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're a this, you're a that. And I've never seen it like this where everybody has to be labeled as something. And uh, I think this is where the fair and honest voting will come in and do away with that. Uh, whether you're a Republican, Democrat, and oh my God, a Democrat voting for a Republican? Oh. Yeah, isn't that true, David? I mean, I, I coming up and through high school and college, I, I didn't know where my friends stood politically. Well, my friends probably didn't stand anywhere politically, but um, <laughs> I didn't know where their parents stood. I didn't know, and it didn't really care. It was it was uh, it was somewhat of a bubble, I guess. And now, sort of, you you need to broadcast where you are constantly. And I think it turns a lot of people off. And so I think, uh, yeah, it would be nice to just go back to dialogue and ideas and trust in the process and the outcome of our elections. Absolutely. I can, I'm old enough to remember when you'd go, like right now, you go into an open situation that anybody, if they really wanted to watch what you were doing, could, could do it, you know. But I, I can remember when you'd go into a booth, they'd close the drapes behind you, and uh, supposedly nobody could see who you voted for or anything else. And, uh, you know, I, I think we all want our privacy one way or the other. And uh, knowing that a system is bulletproof like your old system is, I think that would, I think that would bring back particularly older voters back to back to the voting table, and with the confidence that, well, my vote does count. No, I, I agree. And Colin, I was talking about um, the new cameras that they're going to put in these uh, polling stations. Can you tell me what you said the other day about how kind of useless they are? <laughs> so. Some of the answers for for the quote unquote securing the voter ensure is to put these cameras that have the resolution of you know early two thousands camera phones. You know, you, you, they get put in the far corner and they say, "Well, now we get to see what they're doing," but you can't really see what they're you know what the individual is doing as let alone what they're not doing. You know, you can't read the paper. You can't. So that level of security is sort of topical. Um, you know, it's it's like removing all of the security of Fort Knox and then just putting a video camera up there and saying, yeah, it's secure, when it's really not. Um, sort of like our border? <laughs> <laughs> it's so, okay, it's like putting a three-foot border um, along the, uh, a, a three-foot wall along the border as opposed to the 20-foot tall fence. You know, it's... It, it's topical at best. Um, our solution provides clarity, provides um, security from beginning to end um, in real time, so that there is there, and it's it, it's transparent to everybody. Not the right, not the left, not the pollster, not to everyone. If you want to see live numbers, uh, it's it's you don't have to wait for the verification. This is the verification. Let me interrupt here for one second, and Tom or Liston or, or Colin, anybody can answer it, though. Uh, who is this? Who are you all aimed at? Feds, state, local? You know, 
or all of the above, and anybody that's listening to this show now or in the future, whoever you know in government, it doesn't matter what place they are, be it House of Representatives or whatever, well, inform them about redoingvoting.com. So one of the ideal, this kind of started with our concern for absentee ballots for the military, because we've been out somewhere where, you know, you get a big giant ballot mailed to you and you have to find the mail clerks in the in the army and you have to sign it and you have to hope that it gets back. And then you find out later that they didn't even bother to count some of the military votes because there wasn't enough to change the election. And we were not happy with that. And so initially, one of the things we wanted to do was your son in Kuwait or Iraq, when they're there, how do they vote? Well, they get the state has to send them this big ballot. They have to fill it out. They have to close it up. They have to seal it. They have to send it back through the U.S. Postal Service. They have to hope that it gets back. And then they have to hope that somebody opens it and then counts their ballot. So the original thought was we wanted a way to solve that problem. And so whether you're on an aircraft carrier in in the Gulf or whether you're in Kuwait or Iraq or you're somewhere else. The International Space Station. Absolutely. So Tom's friend was on the space station, and we realized if he had one of our ballots, he could have voted from outer space. And so that was our first... A lot of folks did, obviously, with our president, (laughs) but excuse me. But that was our first thought, was how do we solve the problem of making our military votes count? And so we wanted to do that. Um, And then, so we ideally want to affect local elections and state elections. And in tune, that will also include the federal. We are not trying to do a federal solution because the the voting is done at the state and local level. So what we would ideally want to find is uh, a city or a county that would be willing to let us do a uh, – let us let us do the voting for you for free, and let's see how it works, and let's validate that this works and you have confidence in it. And then we would want to go to a state, and eventually we would love DOD to say, okay, all those good soldiers and sailors and airmen and are out there, and we can do – you could do that for them too. I think there's a whole other side of it as well, um, not just for – um, governments, which I think is the primary topic of today, but we can also do this for public companies that need to do proxy voting. We need to do it for unions that have to handle votes. We need to do it. We could do it for professional organizations, trade groups that that also need to do scattered and remote voting and need to have trust in those outcomes. So it's a, it's an application. And well, I, I, that's actually the wrong term. And I want to point out that we're we're not an app. You don't have to download us through big tech. We are simply uh, we work through uh, secure .gov websites, uh, and we provide a secure interface, and we provide the uh, connected chain of custody all the way through. So it's completely auditable, and people know exactly where uh, each ballot is. So, so one of the big things that we've looked at as a target would be a place like Alaska, 
or North and South Dakota, where you have a populace that's very spread out, and to come physically into a you know ballot location is a challenge. Um, so our solution, we, we believe, would be ideal. And then from the business perspective, if you're sending out these little proxy voting cards all over the United States, you don't really know what kind of quality you're getting back. But using our system, you could guarantee the people that are invested are voting, the people that have the right to vote are voting, and and those totals could be done much faster, much simpler, and, and, and much cleaner. We've, uh, we've all heard of Doctors Without Borders. This is sort of voting without borders, and you can vote, like you said, from any place. We're going to take another break. We'll be back with RedoingVoting.com right after a couple of messages. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. America's Web Radio is the most diverse and informative radio station anywhere in cyberspace. We have shows about health, business, current events, entertainment, home care, and everything in between. We appreciate your continued support of America's Web Radio. You're listening to a station on americasbroadcastnetwork.com. And we're back on America's Web Radio with our guest from RedoVoting.com. And... uh, want you to go to their website, look them up, and uh, we're also talking with uh, one of their folks from San Antonio, Texas. I love San Antonio. So with that being said, let's get back to uh, the show. All right. Thanks. Thanks for that. So, yes, there are many different applications we can do for this, and that's kind of the root of how we and why we started uh, this company. And and right now, just to let you know, David, we're working with um, politicians on both ends of the aisles and throughout the United States in multiple different places um, talking about what we can offer. Um, And we hope that we can get one election, maybe two, during the midterms and then next uh, before the next uh, series of elections, we hope that um, people see what we can do. It's proven, and people say that's what we need, and it'll make a significant change in the coming presidential election. 
And again, we need your help as you're listening to the show, either live or when we uh, have it in our archives. And we need your help taking this idea to your representative, whoever you know that's in government. It doesn't matter, really. It can be a House, Senate, whatever, and uh, are your local mayor. That's what I did. I went to my local mayor and uh, went to my uh, the chairman of the uh, Fulton County Commission, Rob Pitts. And uh, we need your help getting the word out that there is a way to protect our right to vote and honestly protect it and honestly assure us that our vote does count. Yeah, I think... In- David, one thing i also like to point out is uh, this method, this also, um, you, you military serving overseas, they get the absentee ballots and ma- mailed in, um, and sometimes they may not get accepted because they forgot to, one of the 35 different instructions, uh, you know, for submitting that, <laughs> your, your last four, your signature doesn't match. This eliminates all of that. You know, like Tom was saying about his his friend up in the space station, you know, it it it'd just as easily be somebody serving in a active war zone or uh, one of our uh, coalition bases uh, in Europe or uh, Asia. You submit it, you can guarantee that your vote is counted, without a doubt. It's not going to get put into the uh, trash. It's not going to get rejected, and maybe you get the mail uh, in time enough to resubmit it, but. Often, if that doesn't happen, this guarantees that your vote counts 100 percent, as s- does everyone's vote. And Stacy gets her wish of no voter ID. Is that correct, per se? Correct. I, I think so our system has been mandated to uh, enact a real ID um, technology, which, which which legitimizes every single ID issued is somebody. That technology is rolled into our program because when you present your ID card, that guarantees that that person is who they say they are. And then when that person registers uh, through the app, that means that that is a that is a legitimate person and it's verified now. That is a verified identification. No need for signature checks. No need for last for social security none of that stuff all that stuff becomes obsolete what about uh do you all go to cemeteries as well uh, well, one of the things that our system does do, David, is if the state allows us, we can go through the death rolls as well and bounce those off. So if, you know, Tom Rogers lives on Cedar Street and he died in April, then he can be removed from the rolls. So this is a way that we can actually clean up the That's voter beautiful. rolls. Um, and if Tom has moved from Cedar Street to, you know, White Street um, down the road, but that changes who he votes for for city commissioner or for representative. Um, that can be adjusted as well. So you don't necessarily get, you know, when things get redistricted, uh, some people get confused on where they need to go or who they're voting for. This eliminates that as well. We have a long history of, of innovating around elections in this country. I mean, if you just think back to where we were when we first started, I mean, I mean, first of all, it was a restricted group who could vote early on. You had to be a property owner. 
that started to fall away. And then we, uh, you know, defined citizenship with the 14th Amendment, and the 15th Amendment gave the right to vote to former slaves and that there should be no denying those who can vote their citizens and qualify. Uh, the Electoral uh, Count Act of 1887 came out of a result of the contested election of 1884 where no one really knew who won and it got thrown into Congress for some kind of cockamamie, you know, broker deal. Um, you know, the 19th Amendment, women got the right to vote. 24th well, Amendment. That should appeal. <laughs> Repeal. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, the On the 24th, we got rid of the poll tax, right, because there, there was an unfair tax on, on uh, people poor, often of color, who could not vote, could not afford to pay a poll tax to have the right to vote. Uh, Indians became citizens uh, with the Indian Citizen Act of 1924. Um, Chinese became citizens in 1943. There was actually an act that kept them from becoming citizens. Of course, the Voting Right Act of 1965 sort of enforced the 15th Amendment. Um, and, and even since then, right, we, you know, the DMV law, where you can register at the DMVs, and the Help America Vote Act with certified voting equipment in, in 2002 under George Bush. Uh, so we have a long history of trying to fix things and innovate things, and we think this is just the next iteration that we can use and leverage secure technology to really increase confidence in our elections. And I think that, that that's really important. And, again, we are, we are not tied to big tech, and we don't think that most Americans want – their election going through big tech so that's why we don't do an app that's why we don't make you you know buy it from amazon or anybody else it's it's separate from all of those things just like it should be it should run on the government uh the gov mill sites uh websites got dot gov websites and in that case it will be safe using the hashtag t- technology people can't see what you're doing they can't Make random numbers and letters don't make sense. It's not you voted for him or her. It is random things that don't get seen until the Secretary of State clicks the key. And at that point, everything's out in the open, and the numbers are what the numbers are. So this eliminates the ability to say, oh, the polls have closed, and here's what the numbers are looking, so let's go influence them by stuffing ballots like has happened before, or let's not count these votes because we know that they're probably going to go for this side or that side. Um, It eliminates that ability to um, influence an election after the polls close. Tom, as as the marketing person, how can people, can they literally talk to you? Can they get a hold of you all and and talk to you about this or that or i've got a oh, yeah. politician or yeah absolutely absolutely we'd be love to talk to anybody i'm just i'll just go ahead and give my email over the radio and if anyone wants to do it it's simply tom t-o-m at redovoting.com love to hear from you and uh, we we can answer any questions we can uh, talk through any concerns and um, it's it'd be a real pleasure to talk to anybody about this and if you're a city city councilman or a state representative or and just want to know more information about it, again, it's redovoting.com. And I've never insisted on people going, but your all's product and your innovation in voting is something that 
an American citizen, you know, it's 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 like I never could understand why people objected to uh, voter IDs. I'm always was always thrilled to go in and pull my ID and vote and show them I am who I am and by golly I believe in the United States and I'm voting and I was always it was it wasn't a hardship or disgrace or anything else I enjoyed it and loved it and appreciated it and I always I've only voted early once in my life and that was because I was going to be out of town so other than that I enjoy on Voting day, going in the poll, and voting, and like you, like you all addressed the long lines, that never bothered me because I was proud to be there and have the right to vote for anybody I wanted to vote for. Well, and, and you know, David, I, I was in Iraq in 2005 when they first got the right to vote, and I remember standing there watching lots of people stand in line to be able to vote, and then the next day we found many that were dead. Um, because they had had ink on their fingers and apparently had voted for the wrong people. So the fact that we can vote here in the United States free of violence as a whole and and voice our opinions is an amazing thing when you look at the rest of the world. And it, it's something we often take for granted that we shouldn't. And um, that's one of the lessons I learned a long time ago. You know, listen, I think you just answered one of the big questions of why people are trying to break into our country. We don't have anybody trying to break out of our country, but they are jealous and envious and want a system like we have that's free and freedom. And uh, I think, you know, it's... It's hard to throw, in my case, it's hard to throw rocks at somebody that's trying to break into our wonderful country. And um, I don't agree with what they're doing, but I understand what they're doing. And uh, Yeah, they're really not breaking down the walls to get into Russia or China or Venezuela no. or, you know, Cuba, for that matter. Not a lot of people trying to get into North Korea this time of the year? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've read about. Yeah, uh, it's 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 insane. It really is. And and again, we've got freedoms. We've got rule of law. I mean, that is somebody who's been in places and seen things like torture chambers and um, people killed for no reason, um, people exploited, um, and and you can see these kind of things all over the world. Um, you don't realize how uh, fortunate you are to have been born here, to have the opportunities that you have here, and that you have the ability to make a difference within your elections by voting. It's a real simple thing. Okay, and I want to add one last thing before we have to uh, go, and that is that if you know somebody in media... Get them to go to redovoting.com and make sure they know all about it and uh, that they that these gentlemen are accessible and the world, but the United States particularly, needs to know about their program, their product, and how it can be implemented even before November 2024. can be implemented almost overnight which is amazing, absolutely amazing. So with that being said, we're going to have to bust out of here. 
Tom, listen, it's been a pleasure as always. Colin, uh, on the other end, it's been a pleasure. And uh, one last time, and I, I think I know the answer to this, will you all come back and keep us posted on who you're talking with? If you'll have us, David, it's been a real pleasure today. We've really enjoyed it. And if you'll have us back, we, we would love to come back at any time. I, I think my arm could be twisted. This is so important, and particularly because you all are all vets. So with that being said, more to come on America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.